you are in the ecosystem. So the ecosystem sensitivity, this is how I call that, is very high in the times that you have to define your sprint portfolio, your short-term portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And the goal of that short-term portfolio is simply operational cash. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. I hope you're well. I'm joined again today with my colleague, Hoob Rutten. If you don't know Hoob, he's a founder of Sophion, but he also works with a lot of companies at all different levels, the C-level, the uh, practitioner level, and he has a lot of experience. He's been on the podcast a couple of times to share some of his experiences. And today he's joining me to talk about portfolios. You know, the times we're in right now, uh, we see companies scaling back on their investments, many cases letting people go. Uh, some of it's just because of uncertainty about their business climate this year. But we repeatedly see this. This is not a kind of a one-off. So Hoob agreed to come on and give some perspective about how do you operate in those times and, and what can you do to be more successful? So Hoob, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Paul, for having me. How are you today? I'm okay. And you? Okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. So that was a, a bit of an introductory topic there, Hoob. When you, when you hear that, tell us some of your thoughts. I think I can start with a kind of a quote okay. from the president of the German Chemical Association. He's also the CEO of Covestro, mm -hmm. the former Bayer Material Science. He gave a speech, I think, in October, November. In there, he said, look, we live in, um, in difficult times. And the chemical industry li lives in difficult times. We are challenged by the very, very short term with um, energy crisis, basically, both water and gas and oil and all these things because of the war in Ukraine and the, the whole situation in the, in, in the world around that. The second thing is that the industry has already difficulty because they have to be green, let's say, within eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. He said to cope with the difficulties that we have because of the war, we need a, what he called a sprint portfolio, not in agile terms, but a sprint portfolio, and we need a marathon portfolio, basically. So the, ma the marathon is uh, we have to be climate neutral within, in, in, in fact, in 2030, and we have to get rid of everything that is not green by 250. And for, and for now, in the, in the sprint, we need to survive. Yeah. And survive means uh, make sure that despite all the things that are going on, we don't have to shut down plants. We don't have to send people away. And we need to make sure that we can still sell. So if the customers of the chemical industry suffer, the chemical industry will suffer. So if the consumers don't buy, 
or built houses, buy cars, and so on, the chemical industry will uh, will suffer. So they need to understand, in the whole chain, needs to understand, basically, what are the things where people still will spend money in the short term and where not. And the whole ecosystem has to work together to understand that, basically, because you cannot take that decision on your own. You are in the ecosystem. So the ecosystem sensitivity, this is how I call that, is very high in the times that you have to define your sprint portfolio, your short-term portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And the goal of that short-term portfolio is simply operational cash. So operational cash means the money that you need to pay the salaries, the money that you need to pay for the, the, the gas and the energy and so on, and the raw materials that you buy. This is short-term. Yeah, and yeah. if you and and if you don't have enough operational cash, so if you don't produce enough, cannot export enough, then your operational cash goes down, and then your so so the short term portfolio is driven by operational cash opportunities. The long term portfolio obviously is not, and here we have a kind of a so so we have a business case calculation for the long term. But then operational cash issue for the co- for a short term. And if you translate that in portfolio management views, if you want to, you are familiar with the unsolved diagrams, right? Well, not everybody listening might be, so you'll have to describe those a little bit. In the unsolved uh, diagrams, you have two axes. You have the x-ax and you have the y-ax. And what you sometimes say is, on the x-axis, I say, what is existing technology and what is new technology? And then what is low risk and what is high risk on the vertical axis? And that gives you four quadrants. Mm-hmm. And then you can position your investments in these squadrons. And the theory is, also from people like Cooper, that you should have enough projects in all the quadrants if you are empty in the top quadrant on the right side, which they call the pearls, then you don't have a future. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough in your future. So in portfolio management, what you try to do, have a balance in those quadrants of the answer of diagrams. And I thought you are familiar with that, Paul. And I was thinking, so, well, if you translate that in the the shorter term portfolios and the longer term portfolios, you have basically perhaps different answer of diagrams. Okay. Yeah. They, I would think they would be different. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, an answer of diagram for the short term would be on the one hand, easy, uh, but let's say new products quickly available, yeah. new products later available. And on the other axis, easy to produce, difficult to produce. Yeah. And if I position and if I have products that are quickly there and easy to produce, they would have in the sprint portfolio absolute priority. There is on the longer term, you have like a new risk paradigm. 
let me say a little bit about that. The supply chain for raw materials and for chips, all these things, mm-hmm. has changed a lot. The risk analysis to get these raw materials and to get these components for a decent price in time, the risk for that has go up enormously. So what you now have is that companies for, let's say, the medium and longer term, for the marathon, if you want to, have to decrease these risks. And so till a couple of years ago, we didn't look at these risks right. so deep Correct. as now. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have to look at the risk. For instance, as a company, do I want to be dependent on raw materials that are delivered by countries with an autocratic regime? is a serious question. Some of our raw materials, critical raw materials, they come from Africa. And in some of these African countries, you have good to that they are autocratically governed by corrupt regimes. And they can quickly say, I don't deliver to you. Or another guy comes in and says, I don't deliver to you. So these are risky situations. The same is true now, turns out, with Russia. So Europe is dependent on energy from Russia. It stops the gas export. So the autocratic regime, Russia has an autocratic regime, can be very unpredictable. China is a little bit of a different situation, but you can, if you go around the world and your company, and you, you would go through, hey, where are my risks? These are, you can call it political risks or economical risks, whatever you call them. But the risk assessment of your supply chain should be redone. And what they say, you have things like friend shoring or near shoring. Shoring means I get them from close by where I can manage the risks and and things like that. So for the longer term, if you have a marathon portfolio and you want to be green, if you wish, you want to be sustainable, and you want to be able to recycle, because that is the what is the circular economy, then make sure you control your supply chain. And I think that has impact on many things. So if you go into new product development, the people, the engineers that develop the new products, they should be aware of which raw materials they can use and not use. They have a database with raw materials in general. Which of these, you know, are still permitted to use? Which, are, which of these are risky and not risky? If you are in a, in a lab or in a, and you design something, you have to take into account, in fact, the uncertainties around the elements of your product. Yeah, but this is an interesting question, Hoop, because in the Sprint portfolio, right, the easiest way the safest way, the fastest way, what have you, might be to take raw materials or, or di- differences in the supply chain than the marathon, right? So it could be very easy to keep taking something in the short term and never building up your competency to acquire that raw material from a different source in the long term. So the, these two portfolios are, are tricky to execute simultaneously, aren't they? There are, there are them. There might be tension between them, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, there is also 
how you say that cohesion between them. If I now have to select new products that I can produce, I have to be sure that I get the raw materials yeah, right, and yeah. that I get the components. So, and you can see many industries were not prepared for that because they didn't have the chips. Yep. Yep. The chips stopped the industry almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's almost a sensitivity analysis that having both portfolios, having both allows you to look at things in a lens that you just don't get if you only have one of those portfolios, right? Yes, so, so yeah, exactly. So in the short term, if you want to have speed to cash, right, because of the operational cash situation, you want to know what I produce, do my customers buy it? Do they pay for it? Can I produce it? I have new stuff that I can easily produce, without too many risks. So you have to be able to go into your portfolio and select from your portfolio those things that you can easily produce and uh, that the customers want and that is not so risky in terms of uh, raw material, chips or whatever. Yeah. So you, your portfolio need to be so, let's say, organized that you can see that with one push on a button. Yeah. I'm afraid many companies are not in that situation. Well, they lack the data, they lack the tools, right? They lack the disciplines. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then you don't have a lot of time to organize that. Eh? And, and, and in the podcast, that with the previous podcast, I, I was talking about dramatic moments. If you are prepared for the so-called dramatic moment, it's okay. If you're not prepared, it's not okay. <laughs> so if and if you are prepared for the dramatic moment, you are well organized anyway. Yeah. If you are well organized for that sprint situation, you are also organized for the marathon situation. Right, right, right. So so it is a matter of being organized well in general, governance wise, data wise, and so on, to cope with that uh, situation. But but very interesting is that your unsolved diagrams, right, that you apply to your situation, it will change dramatically because of if you are thinking from the sprint perspective or that you think from the marathon perspective. Yeah, agreed. So the, agreed. These, are di di these are different things. There are relationships between them, but these are different things. So yeah. when you prioritize for a marathon, you don't feel the pain of today. But if you prioritize for the sprint, you do it because of the pain of today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like this analogy, marathon, sprint. I think we can all relate to it. Uh, yeah. know, when you're running a sprint, you also have to change, be able to change very quickly, right? When you're running a marathon, it's more strategic. You have a little bit of time to react to change. And so I, I, I a point you just made, and I want to emphasize it, uh, you said – if you can do the sprint marathon, you can do the, or do the sprint, you can do the marathon. And I think that's so true because you might be really good at a marathon, but you can't handle change fast. And by being able to handle change fast and adapt to it, like you have to do in the sprint marathon, then you have everything you need to be able to make slower decisions, more strategic decisions in the, in the marathon. In both cases, you need almost like the same data. Yeah. So from a data perspective, so if your database where you have your product and production information, all that, when, you, when your database is, is detailed enough and accurate enough, 
it will help you in the sprint time and it will help you in a marathon time. Yeah, yeah. I think I used the word sprint marathon, which was a mistake. I meant sprint time yeah. <laughs> and marathon time. Yes. Thank no, you. no, no, no. But th yeah. that is the point. So yeah. the basis, the infrastructure, if you want to, yeah. that right. you need as a company should be based on being prepared for the dramatic moment. And we had two of them in a short period of time. We had the pandemic and we had the war in Ukraine. Yeah. And, and there will be more. Absolutely. Because this war in Ukraine, the political situation in the market has changed a lot. There's uncertainty also in the market. So who can predict at this moment in time how the relationship between the United States and the UE, EU and Japan on the one hand and China will evolve? So would you, would you as an investor put your money on a solid relationship? I don't think so. So that means, hey, wait a minute. The value of my portfolio, at least the risk, the risk of my portfolio has changed. Yeah, yeah. So I think what you, we have to do now in companies is redo our business case calculations. So if, you, if the risk change, the value changes because you have risk-adjusted value. If you look at a portfolio and we have the risk-adjusted sequence and prioritization of investments that we do, so they will change, and they will change quickly. So I think that that also our customers, right, should be prepared for for the dramatic moment. And what is that really? What does that mean in in concrete data? What is it that they should redo their risk assessments, and because of that, redo their business case calculations, and then automatically you will have new 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 portfolio sequences. I think the companies struggle with doing that. And there are several reasons why they struggle doing that. I can tell you a little bit about that if you want to. Sure. One reason is that the, the, their governance is often not prepared for it. Yeah. So I see many companies without a real mandated governance council, a council, innovation council. An innovation council that can say, also in times of crisis, this is what we do, yeah. and this is not what we do and can give the direction and take the lead and so on. If the sea level, the, the board comes in only in times of crisis, they don't know. It's panic football. It's panic football. But when you have an innovation council that on a regular basis comes together, they know what they're talking about. They know their prioritization. Then they also know what they change. So I think a good functioning innovation council on the top of the governance building with clear mandates, clear accountabilities for the layers underneath. If that is organized very well, they can act very quickly. If that is not organized very well, you will have chaos and only the strongest monkey in the whole thing will take the decision. The second thing is that your, the systems that you have should always be ready for this moment. And I think that we as Sofion can contribute to that, in fact also with our methodologies and so on, and the way we help our customers. And the third thing is, the devil is in the detail. When you want to review your process and you review the, what you do, you need to have enough details on the table about your supply, about raw materials, about business case calculations, and so on and so on, about the risks. You have to have the details in the database. If they are not in it, you cannot, cannot look at them. So you can only use a database as far as there are data in it. So if the database is not precise enough, the information is not precise enough. And I think the details 
they are part of the holistic thing. So sprint is part of the marathon. It, 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 it belongs to each other. So on the one hand, you, the, your database and your data have to be holistic enough across the BUs, across NPD and production. It has to have everything in it so that you can see the dependencies and the relationships, and it has to be detailed enough. A pretty tall order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but if it is not detailed enough, it's not useful. And if it is not holistic enough, it is not detailed enough. Because you, NPD then doesn't know about production, and production does not know about NPD. So details and holistic goes together. And I think that otherwise you cannot take decisions, and the C-level doesn't know. And that is, I'm afraid, uh, the situation in many companies. So I think we have a lot of work to do there, Paul. So that's well, I think. think also in our last podcast, we were talking about the quality of the data. And that's that's in here as well, right? That's in so, here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hoop, I'm thinking about a company. We could, we could any company, but we could use uh, Covestro because that's where you heard the quote from, the CEO there. So yeah. – Carbon neutral by 2030, but have to survive. If we're, only, if we're not around in 2030 as a business, it doesn't matter whether we're carbon neutral. There's more. If you prioritize for the short term, right? For now, the short term. Right. Low carbon footprint is an issue anyway. They cannot sell to their market products with a high carbon footprint anymore. Okay. In Europe, at least that is over. Yeah. So the people in the shops don't accept, and the retailers, they don't accept dirty products anymore. Faster and faster. Yeah, there's no plastic bags anymore in the shops to take your groceries home in, in the United States, for example. No. So that, that business is gone in certain states. So the low-carbon footprint started, let's say, 20 years ago about 20 years ago, and companies are aware of that. And I would be amazed, of course, they, they try to fiddle here and there and still use fossil uh, technologies, but they should, should be, if you say for the short term, I cannot produce for the short term products with high carbon footprint. The market would not buy them. That's why I said you, you are also mm -hmm. dependent on what your customers can buy from you. And they will not buy high-carbon footprint stuff. They, they won't. Yeah, got to balance that. They have to look, be, be, be low anyway, even perhaps lower, because your competitor will also be low. Yeah. So in that sense, the short term serves the long term. That's a great perspective, Hoop. I'm glad you, you shared see? that. Yeah. It hangs together. It yeah. always hang, hangs together. Sometimes we think that the perspective is uh, changing a lot what we learn from from really this what i learned from professor Dror some years ago from israel he said you have to be prepared for the dramatic moment yeah yeah and i think 2030 i'll do this prediction the dramatic moments may be a way of life they're going to come faster and faster so be prepared i think for a different way of working. I don't, I don't know about the United States, right? So, but the way in Europe now, uncertainty in Europe, the climate change, the big migrations, the undramatic, the big migrations of people from Africa, the Middle East, and so on, where you have war, 
the political situation is not easy for the politicians. The same is true in America. These are not times of, of uh, certainty. So if the coming years, the coming decade is as uncertain as it is today, then we have a long dramatic moment. Yeah. That is for right. sure. Yeah. In total history is not a, not a lot perhaps because if, uh, but it's a, it's a long dramatic moment. So yeah, what is the strategy also that we, that we have to help our customers, right? You need to help each other in these, these days. That's right. That's right. So you, you presented a few, a great set of things to do to be prepared. You talked about governance. You talked about the Innovation Council. You talked about clear accountability, authority, direction. You talked about the importance of data, right? If you had to sum it up, where companies should start? Because your thesis is they're not ready. They're not prepared. Where, what would you suggest they do to get started? And maybe there's no one answer for all companies. If you don't have the, in a company a vision on how you should be organized, then you never get the initiative to get the right database either. Because if you would have the governance building, right, the governance structure, then you know what kind of data you need to serve that structure. If you don't have an idea of the governance, you will have all kinds of systems and they will be distributed and they will be all over the place and every yeah. unit will have its own thing and, and, and what have you. And then you get organized chaos. So you have um, never the data models. You don't speak the same language. If you don't speak the same language, you don't have the same data. I don't know what is the most important thing, but I, I, I think that you have a starting point and the starting point is the vision on the organization. Yeah. And to me, the new variable is think sprint and marathon. It's just a beautiful two words that say a lot. It has a different connotation than short-term, long-term. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And Absolutely. It, the, con the connotation is different. And that is also what I liked about that speech. Right. Well, Hoob, it's been a fun conversation as it always is. So I really appreciate you uh, you joining me today. Oh, it's nice talking to you, Paul. Have a great week ahead, Hoop. Thank you very much. Same to you. And thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. And I hope you have a great week ahead. Uh, reach out to us if you want to explore any of these things further. We're always happy to talk about these things. And until then, take care. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.